Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Okay. Hello to all of you cannabis aficionados and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Folks, we have a very special guest with us today, legendary Mila Jensen, and she's also known as the Hash Queen. And for those of you who might not know who Mila is and how she got that name, I'm sure she'll explain. She's a cannabis icon. She's world-renowned in terms of hash. She's an expert, and she was recently awarded the High Times Magazine Lifetime Achievement Award, award, I should say, the past November. Congratulations to you. So we'll be talking to Mila from her home in Amsterdam. In addition to so many other things that she's done in her life, she's invented what is called the pollinator. And the pollinator transformed totally the production of hashish. And I'm sure she's going to tell us about that. Mila Janston, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And how are you today? Uh, I'm very well. And I also want to say hello to all the people who are watching and listening. It's an honor to be here with you. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, thank you. And, and first, I want to congratulations, you know, pay congratulations to you for, for your High Time Achievement Award. That's quite ter- terrific, and it's, and it's much deserved. Now, I want to start from the beginning with you. I know you've traveled extensively. Uh, where were you born, and where did you grow up? Let's start with that. And, and when did you start traveling? Because when I read a lot about you, You've been to India, you've been to Afghanistan, to Pakistan, to Goa, and I know a million more. So please give us a short history of the early part of your life, okay? I was born in uh, 1944 in Liverpool, UK. Uh, My parents moved to Holland soon after where education. And then I moved to Amsterdam in 1964. Now, why did you move to Amsterdam? What was attracting you to Amsterdam? <laughs> I don't know if it was such an attraction. My father kicked me out the house because I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and so you escaped. You escaped to Amsterdam. But what about? I mean, uh, uh, what was it like for you? I know uh, at some point you were with your daughter, and you're traveling in India, uh, and then you're traveling with some other people, and you're Pakistan. And I'm sure it was that where you found out about hash, or was that prior to all of your travels? I uh, got to know about hash in um, Amsterdam. In those days, you couldn't buy weed there. There was only hash available. It would come from Turkey, Lebanon, places like that. And you'd go down close to the harbor and find someone who had it. So my boyfriend at that time, he wanted studying medicine and wanted to see the effect of hash on the person. So he bought me a matchbox full. That's how you bought it in those days and made me my first joint. I rolled on the floor laughing. I was just, it was love at first talk. And <laughs> it's been my uh, favorite drug ever, ever since. 
your favorite drug. Well, I think it's a favorite drug of a lot of people who listen to this radio show. And I, I agree with you. I only had hash, I think, once or twice. And that was many, many years ago. And that, of course, was in the United States. And Basically, hash isn't, uh, you know, present, and, and many people don't even know about hash in the United States. How come hash never became popular in the United States? Do you know? Well, I think because if people want it and they can grow marijuana and just smoke the buds, I guess that's the easiest. But I tell you, all the way from northern Africa to China, people only smoke hash. There in the southern Thailand and India, there's maybe some weed smoking, but everywhere else they only smoke hash. So actually, having started in Amsterdam in 65 smoking hash, it took till 88 before I ever ran into my first joint. Oh my goodness. And wait a sec. And did you like the weed at that time? Or you said, no, no, I'm sticking with hash. After 25 years of uh, hash, uh, I didn't take to the weed and I stuck to the hash. (laughs) Now, I was told, uh, or I also read, that hash gives you a more, shall we say, mellower uh, feeling than, than the cannabis, the weed that we have, for example, in the United States. What, what's the real difference, would you say? I don't know. You know, I think it's like beer and wine. They both some have some alcohol. You get drunk of both of them. And some just prefer wine and seldom drink beer and vice versa. And I think it's the same with weed and hash. Some people just really prefer the one and the other. I don't necessarily know that the one is better than the other. It's just what I prefer. It's everybody's preference. (laughs) It's everyone's preference. Now, okay, you are known as the Hash Queen. Uh, Where did you get that name and why? Well, after I came out of Sudan and was confronted suddenly with 250 coffee shops selling weed and bad hash, I'd learned in the East how people make hash, a few simple methods And at that time, I was growing wheat to support my four kids, and it was nearly accepted at that time. And uh, so I had the material. So I started making uh, better hash for myself than what I liked in the coffee shops. Uh, We just kind of waffled the material over a flat screen. Crystals would fall through, and after an hour, you could have uh, something to smoke. One night, I'm standing in front of the tumbler, the clothes dryer, where the clothes are drying, and all these clothes are tumbling around inside, and I flashed on it, hey, let's put the weed inside that tumbler, and let's see what it does. So the next day, we got a second-hand dryer machine, and we put a screen around the drum, and just threw a bunch of dry material on it, and within five minutes, there was already a whole layer of crystals lying at the bottom. On the floor of the washing Really? Machine. Now wait a second. Can can I do that? Can can I be do it that simple? I've got a dryer in my kitchen. I could I could line it, put some some uh, marijuana in it, and how long do I have to cook it for? How long do I have to cook it for? No, 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 no. It's only the dryer machine. Uh, just the dryer machine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to remove any heat from it. Because oh. what you actually want is a very cold temperature. 
ah, so you have to put it on cool. I don't know if my dryer has a cool setting. I'll have to find out about that. So wait, so how did you get the name uh, as the hash queen of the world? How about that? Because this machine is actually the very first mechanical method to separate the trichromes from the marijuana plant. I mean, I'd be making hash for thousands of years, but it was always a very manual job. And this one, you just put the material in the drum and it spun slowly. The crystals got knocked off and fell down to the bottom. So that was the first uh, machine ever to do that. So I think that's why I got the name of Hash Queen. Uh -huh. Because this also gave the possibility for many growers, small or big, to even from their leftovers, the manicuring leaves, could make some very nice hash for themselves. Ah, now can people like you and my friends go ahead and order a pollinator from you and you'll, you, you can ship it to us? Yes, yes, we do on a regular basis. You can go to the web shop for the pollinator company, uh, pollinator.nl, because we're in the Netherlands. And then you should get there and you can order all the uh, methods we have. All our methods are non-solvent. So we don't use any gas or anything. Uh, we use water in the bag system, the isolators, and with the washing machine. <laughs> oh, oh, the washing machine is included. <laughs> Not included, though. That's a separate item. <laughs> the a separate is, item. Okay. All right. So the, washing machine, the washing machine was invented to um, uh, get your dirty socks clean. <laughs> so if you put your marijuana material in a washing machine with enough ice cubes that the water is really cold, it'll wash off those crystals that it was, it was programmed to do that. So all the crystals will get washed off the leaf and you catch them in the runoff water in a bag with a certain screen size to catch the crystals. Uh -huh. so. But that's do-it-yourself. Now tell me, uh, when I looked on your website, I saw you had a number of different kind of pollinators. They seemed like one was smaller, one was medium, yeah. one was large. So you can get it in, in many different sizes? Yeah, you can get one that's good for like uh, 10, 15 grams. It's just a hand shaker. Or you can get one that is good for 10 pounds. Ah. That's the biggest one. And good. then you can put 10 pounds in it at a time. And uh, within 10 minutes, everything that is worthwhile will have fallen to the bottom of the machine. Now, have you had, because of the various laws in, 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 in maybe certain countries, have you ever had a problem with the police and saying, you know, stop what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera? Or have you just had a nice so-called <laughs> clean life? <laughs> I've had a pretty clean life. Uh, one time uh, I was connected to some big grows. But in the end, I didn't get any uh, sentence or anything. So okay, yeah. um, it, all right. So 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 you're you're okay with that, Mila? We have to take a quick break, but we'll be okay. back because I've got lots of more questions to ask you. Okay, <laughs> thank you. More high society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah. 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And we've been speaking to Mila Jensen. She's in Amsterdam right now. And she's got a lot to tell us about hashish. Because in the United States, a lot of people don't even know about hash or they've never smoked it. So we're back again. And um, I wanted to ask you, uh, now that you're, you've been a businesswoman for, for many years in, in hashish, have you ever thought of, of maybe moving in a different direction or doing something different uh, with your life at this point? Um, not really. I enjoy what I'm doing. I uh, started giving hash parties, dabadoo parties, which uh, lets me travel all over the world. And uh, so, no, I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. I meet lots of interesting people that, uh, and I notice wherever around the world you smoke together, your family, your brothers together. That's right. And sisters too. We have to, we have to say that too, right? Now, um, I was really fascinated about your uh, Dabadu um, parties. Tell us more about them. I know you've had them in Barcelona and Jamaica and Mexico. Give us a rundown of, of what happens and, and tell us when you have a next one so we can publicize it for you. Well, actually, I have no idea when the next one can be. We already missed two of them that were were supposed to happen during the corona 
uh, thing. One in Michigan, and soon there was going to be one in South Africa. I don't think uh, that's going to happen either. So I don't oh. know when the next one will be. Well, anyway. tell us about yeah. Tell yeah. us about what happens, okay? What happens is uh, you have uh, the people who enter who like to make hash, and it's like a competition. And so between 15 and 30 people enter. We have three categories, uh, non-solvent, solvent, and rosin. Then on the other hand, you have judges, and they can get tickets. They get a very good meal, and they will each get a small amount of each entry and a voting sheet and about five hours to give their judgment. So this is nearly too much to handle and everybody gets very high and stoned. And I think that's half the fun of it. Also, <laughs> also it's like a wine tastery. You know, if you have some good wine and you invite a few hundred people, you know they're going to have a good time. So it's the same at the Dabadoo parties. These are all people who are coming who like hash and so you know they're going to have a good time. And friendships get made up all over the world, it's amazing. Like now the last time in Barcelona, most of the guys came that I had a dabadoo with last year in South America. They came from Chile, uh, Colombia, Mexico, everywhere, it was just amazing. And approximately how long is the event? Is it a, is it a one day event or do you have things going on before and afterwards so it becomes uh, maybe a week's event? How does How does it go? Normally in the West, it's a one-day event. In South America, where they can organize it up in, uh, we had one Dabadu in a, a sports center on top of a mountain where I even went paragliding. Okay, that was a two-day event. We had one on an island uh, outside off the coast of Colombia. That was definitely a two-day event. It's <laughs> so beautiful. And uh, so whenever it's possible, yeah, in Mexico, we have two-day events. In uh, mm -hmm. Peru, we did. In Costa Rica, we had a one-day event. It just differs. We had one last year in um, uh, Miami. was also one you day. You did? Yes. Oh, because I live in Miami. I didn't know about it. Oh, yeah, that was last year, uh, 12th, November. 12th of November. Oh, uh, really? If, uh, if the world opens up again and we travel uh, safely, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Oh, good, good. Now, how do you publicize it so that the whole world can know about it? Do they have to go to your website or do you have a, a so-called private list or anything like that? What do you think I about think that? I think it started off by word of mouth. And now, of course, everybody's so much on the media. And I think on YouTube, you can find lots of little movies about the Dabadoo. So then people start watching it. And yes, when the time comes, we open, uh, we open up a site. And people can write themselves in as an entry or a sponsor or as a judge. And, yeah. and what is the price of, it, of, of admission? Is there a price? Uh, of admission? Is it cost like a hundred dollars to, to go in and be part of it? What is it? What usually is the, costs more than that. It usually costs uh, more than that. It's uh, quite a big event and uh, 
usually our tickets sell out in a few hours. So, <laughs> uh, really, yeah. Well, I, the, I, thing I gotta... is, the thing is that you can never have a huge tabadoo because then what the people who enter would just have to enter too much. You know, I think you cannot ask uh, somebody who is making some nice hash. Oh, yeah, you got to enter 30 grams because we want 300 people coming to the party. Uh, oh, I understand so it's it. Kind of limited. I think yes. 200 is about the most we have. Uh-huh. That means that we need to receive 20 grams from every uh, uh, participant, every uh, person who uh, wants to win <laughs> prize. Um, oh, and what I, is the prize? What is the prize? <laughs> oh, there really depends. In some countries, there's a lot of prizes, and it depends if there's glass blowers around. There'll be glass blower prizes. This last time in uh, Barcelona, a chocolate maker maker had made rigs that you could smoke and then eat. I mean, people get inspired to, and that was for the prize winners. People get inspired to make the most amazing things for prizes also. We just gave them all a plaque, which basically boringly says, Dabadoo uh, Barcelona 220 or Dabadoo uh, whatever wherever it is, and then what prize you won. But people also who are sponsors, they like to spoil the prize winners, uh, if not putting something in the goodie bags for everybody. Everybody oh, you, gets... Oh, you get a goodie bag, too. <laughs> this sounds like and fun. And a T-shirt, and a T-shirt, and a dinner. And sometimes in the goodie bag, there'll be little rigs for everybody. Now, what's uh, a rig? I don't know what a rig is. What's a rig? A rig is a kind of pipe that people use a lot nowadays because they're dabbing. Uh-huh. Uh, for dabbing, it's a different way of smoking them with a normal pipe. My uh, daughter is coming here. Uh, oh, I see one. Great. It's too bad that uh, our friends can't see it. We're listening to this. Yeah, it's a plastic. Yeah, it's a black plastic. So everybody who was a judge got one of these and the bit on top. And this is another one. It's just a funny one. But basically, it's the same system. Uh, this you heat up really hot and then you put some of the material inside which you can inhale through the water and that's dabbing that's dabbing, that's dabbing. A very intense way of smoking i'm yes. not big, uh, so much in favor for me it's like smoking a whole joint in one toke oh it's my goodness <laughs> yeah that, that that gets you okay now i i also have read that you have a book tell us about your 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 book Okay, it took me 11 years to write it. <laughs> I'm not a disciplined author at all. Uh, I just have a copy now. We have it in English. Mila, how I became the hash queen. And since recently, we also have it in Spanish. I don't have an English copy here, but this is the one in Spanish. And you're on the cover. Folks, who, uh, uh, most of our people are just listening, so they can't see the cover, but it's a gorgeous picture of you. And you've got, oh, you've got pictures galore. Oh, my goodness. A lot goodness. of pictures. There's like uh, 180 pictures in there also. And, uh, and, yeah. and uh, are they, what, what are the pictures of? What are the pictures of? Uh, uh, parties that you've been to or your family? Or, or is it a, got everything in it? 
It's got everything in it. It's got parties I've been to. It's got uh, uh, trekking in the Himalayas with my kids because when we lived there for all that time, every summer, we'd go up to the Himalayas and rent horses and go trekking, camping through the mountains. So there's pictures of that. There's pictures of the knitting company I ran in India with the local ladies. Uh, yeah, all kind of stuff. And from the Dabadoo parties, there's oh. the there's a picture of the first Dabadoo party in Colombia. They rented a helicopter. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never been in a helicopter in my life. And here we're going over the jungles in Colombia. It was fabulous. The nice thing was they kept the Dab uh, helicopter for the whole day. So most people that were there, they all got an opportunity to go up uh, and, and have some fun. Oh, that sounds good. Now I want to get a little more serious. What, uh, do you at all feel what's going to happen to the future of, 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 let's say, cannabis as a whole? Do you see someday perhaps the whole world uh, embracing it um, and also embracing its, its uh, medicinal qualities? What do you see the future is going to be like? I definitely hope so. I'm, I definitely hope so. That's been my uh, uh, what I've been hoping ever since I started smoking in '64. <laughs> and every time it goes forward, two steps forward, and then one back. And now, slowly, I think that uh, the United States, uh, being such an influential country, uh, is a big step that they embrace the medical qualities. And I think that has helped other countries um, also uh, make better uh, laws about it. And yeah, I'm no. hoping for that everywhere, actually, that it's not maybe yeah legalized, but just normalized, you know, that it becomes a normal product in our life. And, you know, you don't have to identify yourself if you want to buy some, you don't have to, I don't know, just like everything else, and that the prices can uh, get nicer, maybe. Now, are, are you are you smoking some right now? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I see you're smiling. I see you're smiling. Yes. Well, that's that's very good, Myla. I would I would like you um, to wait a little while. We're going to come right back. We're going to take a break. More high society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download 
out and clear why you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. We've been talking to Mila Jensen, and uh, she's the cannabis queen of the world. And we've been enjoying ourselves immensely. And I wanted to ask you one more question. Do you think that hash will ever uh, come back in the United States? You know, you, you never hear about it or anything like that. Have you, have you heard through the grapevine if there's anybody in the United States that's trying to, to bring back hash? Yes, I think there's quite, there's quite a big movement on that. And um Actually, I've been to some of the dispensaries when I was there, and they all seem to have some form of hash. And definitely now all these extracts and uh, vaping is all happening as well. I want to say about that. Actually, I think it's good that it's not static, you know, and uh, that things move along and that now the development into these extracts and uh, fresh frozen ice hash and all these things. It's a good thing. Architecture doesn't get stuck on one style and uh, smoking also. <laughs> yes, it keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Now, can you, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye to each other shortly, but I'd like to know um, what your website is. Do you have a website that people can contact you that's that's uh, independent of the pollinator? What is what is your, your situation there? She's finding out from her, her, her daughter with, with the website. No. We, don't, we don't really. We were on Instagram. Yeah. Ah, you're on Instagram. Okay. Well, that's good. You're on a queen. Okay, the hash queen? Yeah, hash queen. Mila uh, hash queen. Mila Hash Queen on, on Instagram. Good, good. Well, uh, do you have any plans to come back to the United States at any time? I certainly hope so. And on Facebook, it's Mila Jansen. Mila Jansen. Jensen. Yes. Now, is it Jensen or Jansen? Jansen. 
Okay. Uh, well, it's been wonderful talking to you. I wish I could be doing the same thing that you're doing right now, but, you know, I have to, to keep it safe and all that. And uh, I, I hope uh, that we can get together again and have this, this nice little talk again in about maybe um, a couple of months, if you don't mind. And if yeah. you've got anything new uh, that you'd like to talk about, certainly, no. certainly, uh, please contact us. Because we'd like to get you on. I will uh, certainly let you know. And it's been wonderful to sit here and talking with you. You're a lovely lady. And, uh, oh, thank I you hope, very much. Uh, I, I hope we, we can meet up sometime in the near future. <laughs> well, maybe I'm going to come to Amsterdam. Who knows? Yes. Right? How about that? I'll let you know because I do have a uh, a family member who lives in Paris and that's fairly uh, near Amsterdam so I could yes. I could come over and uh, enjoy what you have to offer. How about that? It thank you so great. much. Thank you. And and thank you to all of our least listeners. Meanwhile, you can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn by going to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And until next week, stay healthy, stay balanced, stay in touch, and particularly be safe. I'm Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.